The following program may be explicit. And he's a laser-plated hero, a big white castanet, and if you don't get that role, he makes you stand in debt. Don't forget about his factory, memory, and more. And this is his last day, well, that's just how the story goes. You're listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon and fear. Thank you for joining us. Season 16, episode 20. 20 our 300th episode. Happy oh Checks RPG Podcast. God. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. This is Stork. 300th episode. Wow. 300. God, 300th episode. How did, how did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> seven years of this? Jeez, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, seven years. Yeah. Wow. You know, Fear the Boot just uh, celebrated their 10th year. Wow. Yeah. They're older and better than us, so yeah. It's, we, have, we do have to bow to our elders. Mm-hmm. They're not, I don't like, one of them's older than us. Except the one guy they make fun of for being old, he might be our age. <laughs> Me. Might. Maybe no. Speak for yourself. <laughs> right here's yeah, Kimmy. Meanwhile, yeah, gloating in the corner. Uh, and th- again, we're still doing fair, so the episodes are still going to be uh, kind of abbreviated. Uh, we'll go back to a normal schedule. Uh, not next week, but the week after next right, Friday will ending. also be short because we I'm have to tear down. And there's a con. And I'm yeah. taking. Well, I'm taking my. Do- it's my daughter's birthday on Saturday, so I'm taking her to. Yep. To Dinnerland. Dinnerland. <clears throat> it's my daughter's birthday as well. That's right. But she's in college, so. Right. Yeah. My daughter's not in college. Yet. Seven more years. In this episode, group gender dynamics from stupid boy GM uh, to homebrew or not to homebrew from Sergeant Dan, uh, a few ideas and a tearjerker from Chris, and a horror story from Jeb Brack, who used to be on Postcards from the Dungeon and has a show now. I can't remember the name of his show. I'll look it up later. Show notes. In the show, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, oh, by the way, if you're listening and you live in Southern California, you want to go to the Renaissance Pleasure Fair, what, what, which is happening this weekend, 21st, 25th of May. It is the final closing weekend. So if, if you're, you're listening to this, if you're listening you're to this late. live, oh, live, yes. Tomorrow and Sunday are your last chances to go mm-hmm. and see the glorious 54th annual Renaissance Pleasure Fair in gorgeous Irwindale, California. Couple of listeners approached us this year. Very cool. Yeah, uh, I always thank you guys for coming up. Thank you for introducing yourselves. Absolutely. Always, our, our brains are like a sieve. So even if you came out last year, I can't. I can. Be, I don't even know what I had for dinner last night. Let alone if I met you guys before. So please keep coming out. Please reintroduce yourself. Absolutely. Oh, and a toast to our three hundredth episode. Yay! Yay! Huzz- oh no! Yay! Oof. They're all drinking some kind of bourbon thing. What is that? It's supposed to be good. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I waved off. It looked oh, like the pattern That's okay. Was full. Kimmy's got a wine chaser. Yeah. Yeah. And a Diet Ooh. Coke chaser, oh, too. Yeah. <clears throat> it's good, I guess, if you like bourbon. Uh, group gender <laughs> dynamics from Stupid no, Boy GM. Wait, no, no, we have one more thing. We have to work. Oh, shit. Con, yeah, go ahead. Con. I'm sorry. Yeah. So con. we are. Con! So we have uh, another Strategic Con <laughs> coming up. 
uh, not this weekend as of tomorrow, but a week from now that we're very excited about. That would Memorial be the Day. 28th? Yes, the last weekend, 29th, Memorial Day 30th, weekend. 31st? Yep, and it will be Friday through Monday. Um, yes. There, yes. There's a very small contingent of Happy Jacks games being run at this con because... 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. Mm-hmm. Game X. So um, it's a small contingent of Happy Jacks always at Game X because it's the last weekend. It's teardown at fair, so a lot of yes. us won't be there. I will be there trying to read the podcast solo. It'll be amazing. We still have, we'll have a panel of people, but I will be playing the roles of Kimmy and Stu in this podcast. And, and are you, you going to have a game, or are you just going to do the podcast? I am just running the podcast. Which is enough. Yeah, which is enough. I was going to make judging. flyers and go and hand them out to all the tables. I will. I'll do that. Yeah. And so we will be in the same room as normal, uh, Santa Monica C. Yeah. And it was same time as normal, same Happy Jacks time. 8 p.m. on Saturday. Yes. Um, please note that if you're coming, they have um, really cracked down on the outside beverages and foods rule. Yes, like big time. And we will down. get in major trouble if you do not have things that have been purchased from, from the downstairs cafe. So if you want beer, you can bring beer, but you have to have purchased it in the downstairs cafe. Yes. And they will be probably checking receipts. And I hear they're cracking down on coolers, too. Yes, they do not have, want any coolers. The and, con, and that's in any public area now. Yes. Any so public they're, area. Yeah, they're really cracking down. Um, evidently, there's a patio, I believe, on like a higher floor. Like second the, or third second, floor. I think yeah. it's the third floor that, that you're allowed to bring food and eat there, but you can't have it with you at the gaming tables. You can't have it right. with you on the con floor. Yep. And unfortunately, you cannot have it at the podcast. Otherwise, Happy Jacks will get in trouble. We may not be asked back. Um, and also, the con themselves are getting fined by the hotel this year. And uh, so we should have the the podcast on the patio. <laughs> we we tried <clears throat> to figure that out, but we it, should move. That they should move <laughs> the to a different hotel. Yep. We're we're it's we're working for it. We're wanted. working for it. They don't want them there. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty it's clear. Making it pretty not clear. wanted. <laughs> but anyway, that is that's all just, happening. That's just my opinion because I don't know anybody that knows anything. Well, well I don't talk to anyone. Who yeah, knows we don't anything. actually know anyone who knows anything. But that'd be great. I personally would love it if they'd move it. I'm I'm pushing for a city walk, or not city. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. It's like right by my house. It's like um, I could right. drunk walk to the con and drunk mm -hmm. ho walk home. There's it's a two minute Uber lots of ride. hotels and convention centers here in Pasadena. Yeah, lots they, of food. They tried options. Pasadena. The problem is there's no there, there's no 24 hour venue. Yeah. They tried. Hmm. They were gonna. They were thinking about putting it at the Pasadena Convention, Convention Center. Center. It's not twenty four hours. It yeah. has a late night oh, time. They have to be done by. Yeah. Ha really, it's yeah. not negotiable. Well, I don't know if it was that or the fact that there's no amenities mm -hmm. after a certain time. Right. Probably. Yeah. And there's not a lot the of Center, food. That means you have to pay like the janitors double overtime to keep the AC on. Right. Yeah. And, and there's not a lot of food in like stumbling distance. Right. Like really, that's what we want. It's not. There is. Oh, okay. There is, though, because you're only one block away from Colorado Boulevard. Oh, that's true. Which has and, a lot, but, but they're not 24 hours. And we Hilton or something anyway. No. Or Nothing's 24 hours. Yeah, but even that, it's like if I could just have like an option. I know. That, like between games that I can get to and back maybe. Now, there is, they're building a hotel right now on Fair Oaks, just nor like one block north of um, Colorado on, well, is that Walnut? Mm -hmm. The new one that the residents mm -hmm. in. And then there's a hotel across the street, and that is a courtyard by Marriott. Mm -hmm. oh. I wonder if they could get, since they're small hotels, I wonder if they could afford to get both. That's cool. Because they're very close together. I mean, yeah. you can you step out of one, the other one's just 
Works. A block yeah. away. That's cool. That's a so good idea. You, I mean, you could have do, do, some do, do, stuff in do, 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 one do, do, do. and some mm-hmm. stuff this, in the other. This just in: thirty nerds got hit by a semi <laughs> on their way crossing the street. They were too hammered to notice. Uh, yeah, they do. They do allow big rigs on Pharaohs. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a posted street, but it's not. <sighs> but Darwin in action, man. But, but there's crosswalks too. Yeah. Not that anyone in Pasadena uses crosswalks. No. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway. Yes. Gender back. dynamics. So anyway, if you're yeah, if you're going to go to the con. At 8 p.m. on Saturday, Kimmy is going to do the podcast. <laughs> It'll be super interesting. I will to be see on standby goes. on my cell phone at Disneyland, <laughs> waiting for tech calls. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, also, next week you got to come. For, yeah, you got to come over, and I'm going to show you how to yeah. put everything right. Think, I'm going to take notes. It'll be drinking great. from the take fire pictures. Um, yeah, hit fine. this unless it does this. Don't hit that. Hit this and this and this, and then you <laughs> control this for that. And unless this happens, in which case, it's and a you're not going to stream. No, no, no. Because that no. adds a whole new level of complication to yeah, the no, process that you don't need. And it doesn't work very well from the con that it does it? No, it works like shit mm-hmm. at the con. <laughs> yeah, we've had yeah. issues. But we have one more thing. Oh, yeah? So we uh, got together our communal funny bones. And for to celebrate our 300th episode, in addition to the bad bourbon we all just shot, uh, we have created a Happy Jack's host random encounter table that's right oh let's hear the let's hear the very opening of <laughs> of the russian national anthem Ta-da! perfect right <laughs> so this we uh we we finished this today so it will be up to, for download on in the show notes and on the happy jacks website yep. it is just a pdf it doesn't look super pretty because then it wouldn't be a Happy Jack's product. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, and we were literally writing it. You were just literally writing it like right three now. minutes before we yes. came on. <laughs> it may even still be modified it's, as it's we being, speak. Yeah, it's being edited right now. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's got some funnies, and uh, it's a D20 table, and each one of the hosts uh, inspires one of the... One of the rolls on it's it. It's a so. random roll table where if you roll between 1 and 20, you get a host, and each host has <laughs> a set of... An encounter that comes with it. That, For yeah. example... That is themed. Do we want to give examples? Well, I give, oh, okay. Give, For give me, okay. Okay. on a roll of one, because it's me... <laughs> right. Uh, what is it? Here, let me, let me yeah, read, read it. Read the verbatim there. And you could just use me as an example, because it's obvious. Uh, someone on the forum, who was that? Uh, I, I drink it... W Y. Uh, for that episode, she'll be stimmy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best, like, <laughs> like celebrity romance Are name you ever. Shave your head for the episode? Stimmy? No, no. <sighs> I might wear a bald cap if people like donate a bunch of money to our Patreon. You could wear like a fake goatee. I could totally do that. So we need to set like levels of things I'll do. It'll be great. All right, so uh, number one. So uh, if you roll a if one, if you roll a one, you get stork, right? Because why? Why the wouldn't fuck else? you? Yeah. Right. So the party discovers a hoard of ancient artifacts, including some crude carvings of animals, such as a lion, a bear, and a bird. If the party touches the bird statue, they discover that it's cursed. Negative two to all rolls for the in-game day. Excellent. There you go. So right. and so on. And it goes on like that. Yay! Yay! So anyway, that's our way of celebrating. <clears throat> Use it. As you will, download it, look at it once, laugh at it while you're drinking. And it's, and it's mostly system agnostic. Yeah, we tried to make it very system agnostic. But, so it's, yeah. but it is pretty much towards a fantasy game. Yeah. But you can, yeah, you can tweak it pretty easily, though. But it's inspired by hosts from it's back in the day. It's system agnostic. It's not system atheist. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that you might see, you'll, you'll see some very familiar names. There's Stu, Stork, me, Bill, people you hear all the time. We also have like Claire and hosts right. from Days of Yore. Mm-hmm. With which, very inside jokes. Yes, yep. with very inside <laughs> jokes. But if you're a super like old school listener, you'll probably get them. Yep. There it is. Yeah. And, so. and Kimmy, Kimmy decided to do this and she was working on it for the last couple of weeks. And so yay to Kimmy. <laughs> yay. Something On top of holding down a job and it got done. doing stuffs. You did this. Thank you. <laughs> All right, now we can actually do the episode. Dear California right. Douchey Rolls. Yay. That's a new one? It is a new I'm one. I really, i got to say, our listeners are being very creative with the whole opening thing, because mm-hmm. I, I just, douchebags was forever, and now everybody seems to one-up everybody else with the whole new it's intro. It's nice, yeah. This is very cool. Douchey Rolls. Douchey brand rolls. new one. Kudos. My new favorite. Mm, Gre- greetings from the Department of Overthinking Gender Politics, <laughs> or perhaps the Department of Not Thinking About Them Enough. I'm not sure anymore. The DOGP? I have a conundrum. Dun, dun, dun. Badass. And I seek your sage advice. I have rosemary, but no sage. Um, And basil. I'm growing basil in in a pot. Too bad you don't have time to deal with it all. Hey-oh. Oh, my God. That was like... A folk music joke and like yeah, a it's not very fun at the same time, and it was just, oh my god! Did you get that? It's not very yeah, very right now. We got it. We yeah. could parsley saying it, it twice makes else. it funnier. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <clears throat> uh, Enough of your chive. Keep on. Keep on. <laughs> uh, but I'll take your beer infused ponderings if that's what's on the table, and that's what's on the table. That's mm-hmm. actually bourbon and beer and wine. Wine. Here's the sitch. I've been a gamer on and off for 20 years, and while I started as a dweeby high schooler in an all-boys D&D group who couldn't talk to a girl, much less game with her, I have since evolved into what I like to think is a mature and responsible man. Pause for laughter. You've got to have something on the soundboard for that. <laughs> oh, wait! <laughs> there you go. Um... So, I have so now as a grown up, you just game with girls. You don't actually talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking to you. Please don't talk to me. I'm an original Ralph Partha. <laughs> <laughs> I have gamed with women. Okay, yeah, I have gamed oh, with women yeah. many times, and one of my longest running campaigns in the last decade has had more women playing than men. So what I'm trying to say is, I don't have a problem gaming with women. But, no. <laughs> the fact that you had to defend that shows that you are in fact. I'm not, I'm not it saying isn't, that. It isn't. No, no. It no I, recently st- I recently started GMing a new group consisting of one of my good friends and some of his coworkers. All of us are mid-30s. <coughs> I have a Yeah, wheeze. it's the smoke because it's killing me too. Is it, should I close yeah, the door? Yeah, yeah. Probably because it's been getting to me too. But what, maybe Recent- after this. Well, it's also the weather change. All right. Uh, recently, one player left the group. Wait, for... wait, 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 wait! You actually, did, you actually missed a key. All of us noun. are in our mid thirties. All of us are. All of us men. Well, that, yeah, yeah. I guess I read that, and I, so I implied yeah. that. Recently, one player left the group for work-life geographical reasons. Well, which is it? And we're seeking a new player to fill the empty seat. By chance, about the same time, I became friends with an undergraduate woman who says she's looking for a group. I should mention 
that I have a platonic relationship with this woman. And I have no designs for anything more. As I am 15 years her senior, 30, mid-30s. So she's like 20? 20. Yeah. Oh, undergraduate. Okay, so she's college age. Okay. Yeah. College age, but not like professional student college age. No. Yeah. And not arrested. I knew him. people in their 30s who were in undergrad. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, when she says this, my first thought was, awesome, problem solved. But over the next couple of days, doubts started popping up in my mind. I've heard many of the horror stories told around the Happy Jack's campfire, and they make me nervous. I can vouch for me and my friends being respectful adults, but I've only known the other two dudes in the group for about a month total. And it's not just the one girl amongst four guys, but it's also a glaring age difference that gives me pause. So on the one hand, I'm thinking, whatever, no big deal, right? She's not a woman gamer, she's just a gamer. Even considering her gender is unfair and a regression in my shy, loner, high school persona. To my high school persona. Um, if I ask her and she's willing to join, who am I to stop her? But on the other hand, I'm thinking, what the fuck is wrong with you? Adding a 20-year-old woman to a group of four dudes with a mean age of 35 is a recipe for disaster. Can I trust everyone to treat her with respect? Can we make... Can we keep making rude jokes without being, without her being the target of these jokes? Think about all the horror stories. Well, that's <laughs> that's a plus, really, because I mean, well, yeah, we, we, get, we more, content. get more ammo. Um, so I turn to you, Jackers. Which hand is right? I'm confident I would never be the villain in the gaming horror story, at least not for sexual harassment slash abuse slash assault reasons. But I still don't want to be in a be a character in one. Should I ask her to join and be vigilant with the group dynamic? Or does the situation sound too unstable to have a happy resolution? Best, Stupid Boy GM. P.S. I love the show. I don't have a long enough commute to listen to the extensive backlog. So I just keep enjoying the front log for now. (laughs) (laughs) Guy has a very good turn of phrase. He does. I mean, he did start with with juicy rolls in the front log. I'm I'm digging it. I'm enjoying the front log. Yep, digging it. Uh, PPS drink, of course. Okay, you know, all right, because I don't know why I always start, but I tend to start, and then you guys can, <laughs> can shoot me down. Okay. Uh, I don't think you need to worry about them being too too uh, creepy or whatever. I think the problem is everyone's going to be a little bit flirty. Uh, I've had this problem. Uh, Kimmy can back me up on this. <laughs> I, I can be flirty. And I have a feeling that everybody's going to be uh, less into their characters and more into trying to help her out than than you think. I don't think it's going to be disastrous. I don't think anybody's going to be hitting on her, but they're all going to be a little bit more, I don't know. Oh, can I help you out with that kind of thing? Oh, do you know what that means? And everybody's going to want to try to help because that's what guys do. We fix stuff and we want to help. And at some point, she's going to go, back the fuck off. I can play my own fucking character. And, and more than them not being nice, it's going to be them trying to help too much. Is that fair, Kimmy? Has that ever happened? That happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think, I mean, there's that happens, and like it's her job to be like, "Wow, thanks for helping. Shut the fuck up and let me do my thing." Um, I think, and then this is just my personal experience. 
When I was in my my twenties, I joined a group of gamers who were about fifteen years older than me, and most of them were guys. And I turned out okay, so I think it'll probably be fine. Um, you might end up, you know, recording a podcast for six years and drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really like probably the worst that can happen. Um, if you really are concerned about it. Um, it, you know, give it a session, see what the hell happens. If some of these guys you say aren't that you're not familiar with seem to be total assholes and doing things completely inappropriate, then you might want to be like, Hey, stop being an asshole. Cause <clears throat> it's not about her being a woman. It's about them not being assholes. Um, aha. Uh-huh. So if they're like, Hey, we just saved this town. We're going to rape the women. You might want to be like, Hey, you're being an asshole. Not, hey, we have a woman. You don't want to rape people because you have a woman in the game because raping people is always bad. Ideally, those <laughs> conversations when someone in the party says, let's rape them, yeah. should whether or not there is a woman at the <laughs> right. table be shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah. Exactly. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. You know, she's a big girl with big girl panties on, so she can deal with it. If she doesn't like the group, then that's on her. So... Yeah, keep give it a on, go. Keep an eye on the whole, hey, can I help you or kind of thing? Because that's something you brought up a couple of episodes or a couple of seasons ago, yeah. which is you would get these groups and people would suddenly start trying to help. Yeah. Would suddenly start trying to, and, and they, do, they don't mean to be dicks. No. But they're trying to help you thinking that you don't know how to play it right. And that's insulting in and of itself. Or, I mean, maybe not even assuming I can't. But, um, cause I, I don't even know if it's that, you know, as I, as I've gotten to know you guys, like I, now that I, you know, well, I knew you guys then too, but as I've gamed with a, a wider variety of guys, the, the ones who tend to be most helpful, um, I don't ever think it's a, uh, it's a, them not thinking I don't know how to play. Often it's a, they want to either hurry up and get to their turn and they tend to do it. <laughs> They tend to do it with everyone at the table. Right, so, okay. like, you know, they'll they'll be like, no, do this, do this. Um, and, and so it's more that than anything else. Or they're just trying to, like, make you feel welcome. Like, there's the overcompensation piece. Like, they want right. the woman to feel co- like she's part of the group and included. And in that, they end up helping her more than they would anyone else. Um, so it comes from, like, a good place. It's annoying. You kind of have to be like, okay, I got this. I got this. Thank you. Um, but there's also players of all types, male, female, you know, all types that enjoy that help and want that help. So, and we do have players in our gaming group too, who like that feedback and sometimes don't know what to do and don't mind people in the group giving them suggestions. So it totally depends on what type of player she is too. I tend to be the person who, if you suggest something, I'll do the opposite just to fuck with you because I'm pissed at you for telling me what to do. Right, because it's not their character. Right. right. But that's also not always a helpful or a good <laughs> to have. Sometimes it's fun to escalate conflict. Yes, that's very true. It is. <laughs> and it really gets the point across. Like, yes. they're like, oh, you should, you should go get in the ship and then, you know, get this thing. And I'm like, I stab the fucker. <laughs> and then they get the idea and it's like, okay, I'm going to stop it. I, I, reading it, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just, just have sort of uh, like a war game in your head, how you would handle situations where someone says or does something inappropriate. Just so you kind of are prepared for that and know what 
you might or might not need to do. But other than that, no, yeah. I wouldn't. I certainly, I, I think it would be a, a damn shame to deny someone who's looking for a group a spot, if you, especially if you have a spot open and you need someone. Yeah. Because you're afraid someone's going to, essentially you're cutting them out because she's a woman, even though that's only, that's indirectly why. Because you're afraid of your friends are going to act like baboons. Yeah. Right. You've, you've already you've already decided she's not going to be in the group here by this email. You're like, no, 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 no. That's it. Yeah. Stu's bringing yeah. up a very yeah. good point. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, she's fine. She's not made of glass. She'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. And so. if she is made of glass, you'll find out soon. Yeah. And it, it doesn't necessarily, she's not made of glass because she's a woman. No. Like there's a lot of glass players out there. Many brittle players. Who are total dudes and just get their panties in a bunch whenever right. things don't go their way. Right. I, I And again, I think you might be amused at how all of the guys fall over themselves to make sure that she gets to do what she wants to do. Maybe. Or they, you're gonna or be like, not. Maybe. You're going to be Who like, what happened to my group? What the fuck? You never know. You never yeah. know. Yeah, you and, never know. Yeah, and you, you may, may you may find it's necessary to go out and add even more players to dilute <laughs> the. I mean, if, I, I, I don't know what I don't know what their their marital status is of these guys. I mean, who knows? Yeah. So you may, be, may be introducing a very interesting dynamic. <laughs> you may want to go. You know, go call the colleges for more co-eds to come play games with you. To sort yeah. of dilute the attention. Well, and we're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Chicks are awesome. It's fabulous. So but, when you're overthinking it, don't worry about it so much. Yeah, you're worrying too much. Yeah. And uh, two, stop worrying about it. It'll be fine. And three, stop worrying about it. It's going to be cool. It really, she can defend herself. Yeah. she's She knows full well what she's getting into. She knows she's going into a game with a bunch of middle-aged guys. Well, and she is in college. Yeah. Like she has probably so much harassment walking from class to class that your gaming group won't seem like anything. So trust her to be able to defend herself. But that was super a, dark and negative. Sorry, keep an eye out. I didn't mean yeah, to that get really that was. Done. I don't, it's not, you make it sound like people are getting raped on their way to no. like from dorms to like the. No, dorms. that's terrible. But there's always like it's the terrible. assholes who are like, "Hey, oh, yeah. where are you going to it's, class?" Just like you. I think it's better than that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yes, you're not worrying about it. Let her play. It'll be great. And have a good time all the time. Yeah. And tell her about the show. Make her listen to the show. Ah. Yeah, there you go. And make your other players listen to the show. Although maybe then that'll give away your like jamming trips or tricks. I don't know if you want to do that. It definitely would. Yeah. And you'll, then you're, they'll hear about the random uh, encounter table that you're going to be using for all the future games now. So right. that'll be bad. <laughs> have a good time. All the time. That's my philosophy, Marty. It's the keyboard player. If I were that's to ask a, yeah, you what yeah, it's Viv Savage, man. Yeah. That is the creepiest <laughs> thing you I've ever seen. Have you ever seen Spinal Tap? No. Oh, you haven't seen Spinal what? Tap? No. Holy she's, fuck! Remember, she's too young. <laughs> oh, you got to watch Spinal Tap, okay. especially being a musician. Spinal okay. Tap, Jesus Christ. It's, okay. it's freaking hysterical. Okay. It's, it's, it's the first fake documentary you've seen like waiting for guffman oh, yeah, or yeah. a mighty wind oh mighty wind oh my god and uh best in show yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the first of those series oh, when you go home and tell your husband you need to see spinal tap and he's gonna, his jaw's gonna drop and he's gonna go what yeah you haven't seen spinal yeah he right. did that when i told him about aliens too he's like what? oh my god oh aliens fantastic yeah. action yes. film film it's fantastic well it was alien and then aliens i hadn't seen you've either one. Seen oh, you hadn't both? seen either no okay but did you he see was back to back yeah 
Oh, that's he awesome. He was like, all that's right, awesome. we're either getting a divorce in two days or we're watching these movies. <laughs> you know what? You chose wisely. That's yeah. a good they're, man. They're, they're a, 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 good like, man. a great dichotomy, those two films. Oh, they're so good. Because one of them is like totally the horror film. And oh, the other totally. one's like, we're going in with Space Marines. Yeah, we're, we're still so going to fuck get, these guys. Still scary. But it's not a horror film. One's no. action horror and the other one is horror. I wouldn't even like say it was action horror. I wouldn't say it was an action film. It's just fucking action. They lose a lot, but it was an action film. Yeah. I don't know. I was still on the edge of my seat. That's what a good action film does. It wasn't it wasn't like the shock thing though. No, I, I that's that's the thing that gets me. I'm so bad with like suspense movies. Right. I'm yeah. so when bad like, at waiting this. and waiting and, and then waiting it's there and, the and then I scream like yeah. I'm five years old and right. claw whatever's near me. Yeah. Well, I always just fast forward. That was the best thing about Alien was that <laughs> it basically is a haunted house movie. And the yeah. whole thing about a haunted house is that why don't you just leave? Oh my god! And people would leave. Well, when you're on a spaceship, you can't just leave. Leave, yeah. Right. And and Ridley Scott used every trick. There's a cat. There's yeah. r- rattling chains, like the clinking. There's rain. It's, it's say it in the microphone. The you might best. as well because I can't hear you. What? <laughs> it, it is the if, best if, sort of example of a classic horror movie. And then uh, 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 Cameron goes, I can't top that, right? He just did the classic horror film, so I'm going to do an action horror film, because I was still... Alright, so even though they go in with guns and everything, it's still fucking scary. There's, like, you know, people and pods. It's the only and, way to be sure. Yeah. yeah. That stops it. For, it's like, we'll just get to the spaceship and blow the fucker up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should just, why don't we just dust off and nuke it from orbit? It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> and then Prometheus. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking You know, about. I... Oh. I don't even know. I did not think it was definitely a step down, but I didn't think it was a bad movie per se. I think in the progression, and also I saw, an, I well, I was actually at an interview mm-hmm. with Gail Hurd and Jim Cameron, mm-hmm. and they ha- were already at the time they hadn't gotten divorced yet. They were talking about doing the the next sequel, which was going to be a human ship finding the planet where the aliens <laughs> evolved. Oh, I think that I think there's still another one coming. I think. And I thought that would have been a spectacular film. That's what I want to see. Here's, I know. The, here's the planet where that is so fucked up, these things evolved. Yeah. No, for sure. And that's the thing about Prometheus, I think. We all wanted answers. We just got like a bunch more questions. None of it made sense. It was just dopey. Yeah, you're just like... I, you know what, though? I'm a scientist. I'm going to touch this random thing in the planet. I'd like to know which came first, The Expanse or Prometheus. Because... I've been reading The Expanse, Stu, big fan, and I'm like, huh, that's awfully familiar. I've seemed to have heard this before. I don't know when the book started. I'm not sure. Anyway. Um, we are all about the tangents tonight, aren't we? Not really. I'm on book it's, six now. Oh. Uh, I'm Five on book three. Six. Four. Oh, on th- Might be three. Uh, uh, Cibola Burn? Yeah. I think that's four. Maybe I'm on five. I'm missing Bobby. Does Bobby come back? Yes. Oh, good. Yes, Bobby comes okay, back. Good. Spoilers. Bob- Bobby's awesome. I yes, Bobby. <laughs> she and Avasar are my two favorite characters. The dynamic between the two of them. is I want to awesome. see who they cast for Bobby in the in the movies. You know what? I I was shows. rewatching the series and I thought for a second that uh, they did because there's a there's a moment in the series when they're on the Doninger and there's a Martian Marine woman. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's going to be Bobby. And then I went, oh wait. Spoilers, I won't say anything else. Because if they don't cast her... Do you her, remember what happened to the Doniger? Yes. Okay. If they don't cast her, because Kimmy could be in the running for it. Oh, yeah. Well, I was thinking they'll probably cast... What's her name? That narrows it down. Uh, 
Gwendolyn Christie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, What's her name? You um, know what, though? Because they're going to cast her. Christie's Every, already gonna, blonde, and, 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 and she's much more Polynesian. They, they make a big credit of that. They do. Yeah. So, uh, Gabby you know what, though? I'm going to say when Gabby that, Reese. When does that matter in Hollywood? Gabrielle Reese, who's 6'3", s- volleyball player. I'm, did you see Breaking the House, or what was it? What do they call it? 21? No. Okay, there's a, there's a, there's a book called Breaking the House. Right, the movie. And it's right, it's right, written right. about a right. kid who went to MIT, got involved in this math club that was actually flying to Vegas, yes. and they'd come up with a system oh, yeah. to totally game 21. Count cards, yeah. They had a count system that they could do with a seven-deck shoe. Oh, wow. But you had to be really smart in order to be able to do it. Right. So they had these guys, they trained up, and they'd come over, and they'd, and this is a true story. Yeah. Because yeah. the book is is like a... An well, actual account of I, what I happened. I remember when it all got busted. None of them got in trouble, but it was... A couple of them got backroomed. Yes. I think in the book, the main character got backroomed outside of the do United you, States. Do you want more volume? Is it... No, it's okay. It just keeps... I get like static. It sounds like static in there. But as long as you don't hear it, I don't care. Nope. Okay, cool. I'm getting a little bit of static, but I'm not sure where it's coming from. But anyway. I am hearing a little something. Anyway, there, is there a girl in there who's like a, a tall no, Polynesian? No, no. All of the characters in that, in the book, and in real life, were all Asian. Oh. Yet all of the people in the movie were white people, except for the one comedic relief guy who was Asian. That's uh, completely unsurprising. And I know. Disgusting. So, shocked. So a Polynesian woman in, as Bobby, good luck with that. <laughs> it's going to be, what's her name? Big, tall, blonde, blue eyes. You watch. Yeah. <laughs> or Scarlett Johansson, because they cast her as everything. She's too tiny. <laughs> this woman's supposed to be like oh, six foot five oh, or something. Yeah, she's like a big mountain of a woman who is like all muscle and a Martian space marine. Yeah, but they cast Scarlett Johansson as a Japanese like military person in the that anime. So in the remake, never but mind. that's an anime voice, right? But she's actually a Japanese character, and they actually did it. An, they they whitewashed it enough to like actually like change her name, so it didn't say. So they leave out her name now. Did she talk like this? <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> that's just happy. <laughs> no, because <laughs> because his as, as, as God is my witness. When I started L5R, I almost started it with a roll. <laughs> I'm really glad we didn't do that. No, I'm so glad. We actually had a conversation about it. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, to homebrew or not to homebrew from Sergeant Dan. Who would like to read that one email? I will read it. Greeting lords and ladies <laughs> of... Sorry. Wow. Greeting uh, lords and ladies of the douche. Before anything else, I'd like to thank you for making my mind-numbing blue-collar job many times more bearable with your antics and request that you drink. All right, fair enough. That's I'm out of drink. He asked politely. Yes. We have a Diet Coke. I think it's there's good. a... I, th- I saw a cider somewhere. Oh, it's in the... You want to get it for you? It's in the thing. Sure. Well, I read. I have two questions. One is a personal one that's more out of a passing curious interest, and one is actually regarding dice. Well, to start with the important crunchy one, I've, uh, I have a setting I've written that can be described in shorthand as gritty, realistic, men in black, 200 years in the future. My goal is to have players feel the panic and fear of a realistic combat, sy- combat system, i.e. discouraging them from standing out in the open and tanking, sh- uh, and tanking shots and encouraging proper tactics and use of cover without 
instilling the kind of hopelessness that a system like Call of Cthulhu has, where you probably run from everything in combat in the first place. Um, do you uh, think that I should homebrew a system to match this uh, idea of grit and difficulty? Or do you have one in mind that provides this sort of realistic adrenaline and encourages smart maneuvers? Really? He's asking this. Really? Oh, yeah. Because I think we all have one answer. I have two. Do you? Oh, go ahead. Actually, Gerp. I have three. Overachiever. Gerps. I have three. I was going to say GURPS yes. all the way. Because totally it solves all the problems for you. All of that stuff is worked out for you, and you can take it all there. It, it, it even has the difference between uh, ballistic impact and uh, uh, slashing damage. Everything. It's all there. Anything you want. In one book. Goes to. Do it. Uh, GURPS. Mm-hmm. Um, Savage Worlds. Yes. Because Savage Worlds, um, there is a... Uh, Potential imbalance problem between melee weapons and ranged weapons, unless you use cover. And mm-hmm. then suddenly that advantage of ranged weapons starts to kind of go away. I, but Savage Worlds is still, you got wild dice things, you st- it's a little pulpy. It you can, al- like you can really always dial that stuff back. You can. You can dial that stuff you back. Can. You can get, you can, <clears throat> you can severely limit Benny's, which right off the bat is going to change that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, when you get hit, sh- hurt in Savage Worlds and you're shaken, being shaken sucks. Yeah, it, it's serious. And Although it's, I, I think in the revision, it's easier now to get out of it. Oh, I haven't, I haven't, read, that I haven't read, read, read the latest. Yeah. I think they've, they've made some changes recently. Mm-hmm. They have, and they have these supplements, last bar second stuff, which gives you options and things. But again, GURPS, out the box. Yeah. You don't have to homebrew it. You don't yes. have to tweak it. But it's also, if you don't know it and you're going to be running it at a con soon, it's a lot to learn. GURPS light. It's just as yeah, deadly. No, no, because GURPS Light is just like the rules with pre-gen characters. And if you actually have a game in mind, you need to know how to build a character. And yeah. that's actually the most more complicated part of GURPS yeah. is building the character, I think. Yeah. I, I agree, Savage Worlds. Like, that was the first one that popped into my head. Um, I've done it a couple different times, and it's really easy to skin different worlds over it in a bunch of different ways. Like, I've done pulpy games. I've done not-so-pulpy games in it. Um, and yeah, the Bennies are very much kind of at the discretion of the GM anyway. So it's not even like you have to tweak the system at all. You just are stingy with Bennies. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, as far as the mechanics of it, it, there's not a ton that you'd have to change. Unless you really, um, I haven't done like future games into it. I know people who have. Um, so I don't know oh, there's what. There's lots of supplements for Yeah, so there's too. tons of supplements. I just can't like speak to them specifically. And the third one would be Moment of Truth, which isn't done yet. Because ah, yeah. Moment of Truth has nice plug. It is it, <laughs> it, combat is fast. We mm-hmm. have not had a combat last in any playtest I've done more than maybe twenty twenty five minutes. Yeah, and last time I played, I can vouch for fairly deadly. Fairly deadly. Yeah, I've changed it mm-hmm. so that now you can your character can be down and you can get knocked out. Mm-hmm. But because there, there's two tiers of damage now. Mm-hmm. And you you have your set number of hit points, but there's like serious damage and minor damage. And minor damage comes back very quickly. In a matter of an hour or two, you could all of your minor damage goes away because it's like being bumped around or shock and stuff like that. Yeah. So you can get into a gunfight or get into a fight, lose the fight, get knocked out, and your character's not dead. And maybe not even, depending on what kind of weapon you were attacked with, maybe not even hurt so bad that you need, like, serious healing. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it wouldn't, 
no one, in none of the play tests, no one avoided fighting in its latest iteration. In right. the earlier play tests, it happened a lot because mm-hmm. the game was super deadly. Yeah. But now you can lose a fight but still not get killed. Right. And you, that's one of the things you specifically wrote into it. Right. Because you wanted players to, like, getting into combat is a bit, is an, an important and kind of alt, like game altering possibly decision. Um, so I feel like you've done a really good job of kind of tweaking that, and it still has that weight behind it. It's not like... I know, beg your pardon? Are you calling me fat? <laughs> no. <laughs> that importance behind it. Oh, you mean gravitas. Gravitas, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think uh, she means mass. Hey! <laughs> the combats still have that gravitas okay. to them, but um, but they're not like flat out avoided. Right. But you definitely don't want to be... It's not like some systems... <laughs> Tandy, where you can jump off a fucking cliff at some point. And not die. And nothing bad happens once you get over a certain point level in something. <clears throat> and if, if you want that game, go to angryfolk.com slash mot, M-O-T. Mm-hmm. And it's there, and you can download it for free. All I, it is is a basic bare-bones rules right now. Never yeah. thought I'd see the day when Stu was shilling another game over GURPS. I know, Although, right? <laughs> Although, I see his motive now. Yeah, because Gerbs was almost perfect, but Gerbs, he's decided to Gerbs make something even more perfect. perfect for this because it's got cover it rules, it it's is. got everything. It really does fit it. And if you're going to homebrew it, if you're going to take all that energy to design a game anyway, just go. It's going to end up being Gerbs. Once you look at Gerbs, you go, "Oh yeah, okay, that's what I wanted." It's, Unless it's you don't have simple. enough time to learn Gerbs, because it, it, there, it, especially if you're going to build char- build characters from scratch, that can take some time. Now the MOOC has a lot to say about that and has a great website that is helpful for running GURPS games, designing yes. GURPS characters and such. Maybe we book? can put it in the show notes. He's got a whole book on that. He's yeah. got a whole book on it as well, which is the name I don't remember right now. Maybe we can put it in the show How notes. How to be a GURPS GM. There it is. Okay, so check out his stuff. Um, he really does break it down and takes all that gravitas out of running a GURPS game <laughs> and put it and make it simple. And I believe that's themook.net. I believe it is. All right, so there you are. Thank you. Oh, he, he has, no, no, the, he's, he's got not more, doesn't yet. he? Yeah. You're not done yet, Kimmy. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, secondly. Sorry. Well, shit. Yes. Secondly, uh, and less importantly, on several past podcasts and a few modern-day actual plays, I've noticed that some of you guys actually seem to know what you're talking about when it comes to firearms. This took me off guard, as if I, uh, as if I remember correctly, you are in California. <laughs> Where guns <laughs> are sort of... Uh, and Yeah, that's a fabulous word. Um, from which I understand, <laughs> this is a real-life experience, such as... Is this real-life experience, such as military, or just playing loads of games and doing research in, uh, in relation? Uh, your Jib has been on the show, and he knows... Uh, he, well, he's, one of he's a gun mil- he's, he's ex-military. He, yeah, he's yeah, ex-military. Yeah. Um, Stu has done a lot of research. Well, I, I'm a gun owner. Yeah. yeah. I'm one of like five in California. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell yourself. <laughs> you only own okay, one gun. four. You really... Yeah. Now, remember, there's two. two. I own two yeah, guns. There's various parts of California. Guns. You go to Palmdale or Bakersfield. I mean, it's... Yes. It's a and, different and actually, part of California. There are counties within driving distance of here, like short driving distance of here, where you oh, can yeah. get a CCR. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and we're... Somebody know. We're very close to the boondocks. Like, like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, some, yeah. I'm from Riverside, which is pretty much... Methville. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yes, that's exactly. We're number two in the nation now. Number two, Woo-hoo! San Bernardino out last out, out 
meth does. Isn't that what just shock. next to Riverside, though? <laughs> but yeah, just yeah, north. They yeah. share a border. And yeah, Norco on the other. Yeah. Side. yeah. Nor- well, Norco's Norco's horses. Part of Riverside, right? No, no, they're North Corona, so it's Corona, not Norco. Norco is North Corona? Yeah, that's, that's what Riverside. Norco. That's Norco. North Corona. North Corona. Oh, so those are the horses that use meth. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, Cal- California has a lot of rural areas where people <laughs> are very, very protective of their little plot meth. of land. Right, sure, yeah. To be... to be Of their meth. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm, I'm not, and not their kidding. horses. And their horses. We actually have a friend in California that it, he said, if you're going to come visit me, you need to call ahead because we will kill you before you if show you up, show up, up the on the property. Yeah, without yeah. being... And that's house. not because of meth. So, no, yeah. No. But I mean, I, I personally know yeah. at least two people who have CCWs. Yeah. yeah, quite a few. Yeah. My daddy's from Oklahoma, so... <laughs> um, but they, they are... I mean, as far as... Uh, Firearm restrictive laws. This is probably one of the most restrictive states. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, th- there are there are there are other states that are more so, but yeah, there are very restrictive laws here. But yeah, we're, we're a very blue state with a lot of people who are not very blue. California's yes. a big state. There's a lot of empty land. We don't think about it. You always think of L.A. or San Francisco or Hollywood. But in between L.A. and San Francisco, there's a lot of empty land. Hundreds of miles of nothing but yes. empty shooting range possibility. Yep, pretty much, <laughs> unless you take the one. <laughs> and then it's solid, solid mansions, solid mansions, it, yeah, it, it's and protected right area there on yes. the coast. Yes. Uh, that being said, I think that Pearson you're probably talking about was probably Jib because he's Jib. had experience with Maybe. firearms. Uh, Stu knows a little. Uh, most I've been to Gerbs. shooting ranges. Yeah, yeah, a couple times. I, I went to Illinois and visited my relatives and shot like forty different guns. I, I was going to say that you've been doing research when you're like did your your uh, your Russian women's. Uh, uh, Oh, the sniper game. thing. Yeah, yeah, sniper oh. thing. And you researched a bunch of rifles. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded so bad for yeah. a second. You, you did you research when you did the Russian, Russian women, women thing. It's like, <laughs> should we like be editing this out? Is there like a crime no, being he's, committed? And He's no. very proud of that. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I, know I you, was wife shopping. <laughs> you, did, you did a lot of research on sniper You need a gun rifles. for that. No, yeah, no, there's a lot of variety in California. Well, you need to keep them in line. <laughs> it's funny. Damn I, was, I was at work the other day and, you know, Somebody was talking about how people are, you know, can look on, on your cash and figure out what you're doing. Like, man, as gamers, we're fucked. Oh yeah, because we, you know, we we I'm looking up sniper rifles one weekend. I'm looking up uh, child pornography the next weekend for motivations for stuff, and I'm like, yeah. I, well, I've, I've, I know I'm on like eight different watch lists. I, I've actually looked up construction for building a nuclear bomb. Yeah, because I me wanted too. to have yep. one in the game look authentic. Yep. And I so have I the Anarchist up. Cookbook at home, and right. that's, you start there, but it's like, this is done in the 80s. This oh, has got to be new no, stuff. I think Anarchist cook- Cookbook is originally from the 70s The so one 60s. I have was, was annotated in the 80s, oh. like like maybe 1980. Okay. But still. I, I don't remember yeah. seeing it before then, before 80. It's possible. Uh, a few idea- ideas. Oh, wait, no, I'm oh, not keep done. going. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, anyway, drink what's more, roll some dice, laugh at Stork's inevitable trash dice result, and keep on partying, you beautiful bastards. Thank Sincerely, you. Brian from Delaware. Corporal. Brandon. Uh, oh, Brandon, I'm sorry, from Delaware. Corporal, U.S. Marine Corps, 0811. P.S. Tell Sergeant Dan that I'm glad to see other two fell. Well, this isn't Sergeant Dan? I thought this was Sergeant Dan. Nah. Oh. Uh, I guess it wasn't. I put no, some Sergeant Dan. Yeah. Oh, I, no. no, I you wrote that. You edited that. I'm, You're a dick. I, what a fuck up. All right. That's not Sergeant Dan. No. P.S. Tell Sergeant Dan I'm glad to see another 
Tufel Hunden, I think I pronounced that correctly, in the audience. I think it's secret military code. Um, and that he should get his hands out of his pockets. Again, that's secret military code, I'm sure. Stop masturbating. Yeah, that's not the code. Yeah, you figured that code right out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> favorite scotch, go. Always subtle in the military. Like a fool in. You weren't listening. Oh, favorite PPS, scotch. PPS, favorite scotch, go. I don't know the name of it. Uh, it's it's really like peaty and smoky, because I like that shit, but mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it. Is it what we had at fair last weekend? Yes! That's Lagavulin. Okay, all right. Well, it could be that one or anyone like that. Yeah. I like my scotch like I like my IPAs. Mm-hmm. Full of, like, assaulting flavors. There's also one that's incredibly smoky from the Isle of Skye that I don't remember what the name of it is. It's hard to get in there's, the States. There's a really good one from the Isle of Lucy. Shut up. <laughs> no! I learned about this on my honeymoon. We went to Scotland, and we did, like, a whole thing because my husband's really into scotch. And I remembered one thing because it's from the Isle of Skye, and I know a song about the Isle of Skye. And you guys Skye. went there, like, in the like the bleak midwinter, too, didn't you? So you guys were stuck <sighs> drinking scotch to stay warm. It was... <laughs> okay, it was, like... March or April, and oh. it was the coldest March or April in, <laughs> oh, in over a hundred years. Yeah. Like it was like usually people are like, oh, it's like seventies and eighties, and it was like no, it was like four degrees. Right. That's like when when Heather and I went to London. Yeah. In February. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it'll be sunny, and it was oh, like, no, no you're no. fucking liars. When you're from California, you think it's sunny all the time. No, no, that's what people <laughs> told us. Like oh. when we scheduled it, like months in advance, they're like, oh yeah, no, it'll be super warm and fine by then. You'll be okay. You probably should wear some pants, but like you'll be fine in a t-shirt. And then like the week before, it's like blizzard, circling Scotland, danger, death everywhere. <laughs> like oh. Fuck. So at that point, drinking scotch is a really good idea because you're just huddled in a cabin trying sure. to stay warm. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah right. Okay. Well, we weren't in the cabin. Well, yeah. you were in and out of the cabin. Anyway. We, we stayed warm. We were fine. Yes. <laughs> okay, anyway, continuing. A few ideas and a tearjerker. Email from Chris. Oh, Greetings. Douche to Miss Prime. Douche to Miss Prime. Uh, okay, douche to Miss Prime and the Autojacks. I think See, that again, might Again, creative. I think that oh, one no. might have just overdone the sushi one. That one this one's Maybe. funny. I like this one. I've just listened to an episode containing Angry GM. Oh, no. Which had a writer asking about very reactive players. This made me think of my own group and their own reactive problems, or reactivity problems. This coupled with uh, some juniper berry mead spawned two ideas. Juniper berry mead. First, make a list of all your players' skills, then design the next session with situations that call upon their particular skills, like a checklist. You should be doing this anyway, (laughs) but making an actual list helps me profoundly. What? I'm a little drunk, so I'm thinking of it as, like, the player's actual skills. Yes. So, <laughs> it's not, like, their character skills, but it's, like... You're just making notes on... Well, Bob's a great account. Drinking. Too much. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Just drinking. Nothing else. No more skills. Arguing with other people. <laughs> Arguing with other people. All right, sorry. Continue. Secondly, <laughs> have the marked skill they use, and only let them advance those skills. Didn't use ride this level? Hmm. Then why should you be better at it? Then didn't use right this. Yeah, yeah. And then why should you be better at it? Uh, then have skills that don't that they don't use slowly decay. This will get them to think about what skills they can use and get them to use them regularly. What do you jackers think? What do I think? That's a lot of fucking bookkeeping on my end. You know, I really, really, yeah. really don't want to be doing that as well as trying to run a game. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> like in the in the Star Wars game. Yeah. 
most players are only going to have five or six skills. Yeah. So it's not that daunting to have to know who you, who has what. Now, as far as bookkeeping on, on what they raise and what they don't raise, I think that is like self-correcting. Because if a player uses a skill a lot, they're going to want to boost it. Yeah. And if a player never uses a skill, they're not going to waste any XP boosting it up. And that's a fair argument, too. But unless you're playing a game where you just boost everything all at once. I don't know of a game that does that. Mm. <laughs> not like Dungeons and Dragons, where you just get XP. All of a sudden, you've got a whole new oh, set of skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have to get a whole new set of skills, but if you raise a stat, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, and you're not going to. And again, I think. I mean, you're not going to raise a stat you haven't practiced at all. I mean, maybe you will. Like I can see. Well, that's there again. Yeah. I, I'm a fighter. I, think, I yeah. need strength. I use my strength every time we have a fight. Therefore, yeah. I'm going to raise my strength. I think it's a self-correcting problem. Yeah, it's I, think... I can't think of a player, and except me, because I'm kind of dumb when it comes to advancing characters. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say none of us are min maxers. <laughs> min -maxers. Right. But I, but I mean, but min maxers aren't going to boost a skill they never, they never use. use. That's true. Why on earth would they? That's true. Uh... I think I think it's good to encourage the role playing aspect of it. Sure. And I as a player I and happen I, to enjoy that. I like the idea of keeping those in mind when you're doing the adventure design. It's, yeah. That's not a bad idea. That's if great. If you're idea. dealing with if you're dealing with a limited number of them. Yes. I mean if you're talking about GURPS where a, a, a player can have or a character can have thirty different skills that are can be incredibly obscure and they're in a section of the book that's almost a fucking inch thick. No. <laughs> fuck that shit. Yeah. But if you're talking about something that has like a limited number of skills, White Wolf or Savage Worlds, mm -hmm. things like that, and you're only going to probably have five or six of them. It's not a big deal to write them down, but yeah. it's, I can't think of a time when I've seen a player want to raise a stat for a skill they've never used ever. I've I've ever. run into it where I've been tempted, where I knew it, like where suddenly we were in a situation where it would really come in handy. Mm -hmm. um, but I tend to be a little bit of a role player, so I usually practice it or whatever. Like, or I just am like, oh, that sucks. I don't fucking have that shit. Um, but I think, um, it, it, maybe not requiring that, but encouraging it with the, within the system, like maybe giving a few extra XP if they role play it out, that they're practicing something yeah, or giving them a Benny or whatever. Doesn't, is it burp or call of Cthulhu where every time you use a skill, you put a dot next to it or something. And when you have a certain number of dots, you get to raise it up or you roll, I think you roll the skill or less, and if you make that roll, you can add you can add a point to it. I've already done one shot. There is something one, out there, yeah. And there's another game where if you fail, you get to like make an indic oh. a note or a, a a mark next to the skill, and there's some way you can raise it from that. I don't that know might, what game that was. That might be RuneQuest. I'm not sure. Oh. I was going right. to say you might be right. RuneQuest yeah. has because it's percentile dice. They're really trying to get you to. To up the skills, and you know, if you add three, and now you have a a fifty three percent chance to do something. It's still not great. No, uh, it, no. it, yeah, it comes with its own plus and minus. But I think that might be what you're saying. I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of hate mail saying how wrong we are. Anyway, maybe next, next, next a tearjerker. No, my wife finally convinced me to tell you this story. Last Veterans Day, I was working at a restaurant that gives free meals to veterans. One of my tables somehow got me on the topic of me being a decent bass opera singer. Wait a moment. A decent bass opera singer. All right. Uh, do you live in the L.A. area? Because we could really use another bass in the Boxy Boggards. Yes. Right, Stu? Yes, we could. Yes. All right. 
I'm be, me being but opera one opera of two. So, yeah, op- but still, please, still. Opera singers are so annoying. <laughs> Bless her beautiful hide, wherever you may be. I mean, well, that's okay, a musical. Think about all the fucking people you have in the band. They will not be the most annoying. <laughs> we got rid of most of them. Yeah, we have. <laughs> no, okay, so right, so the. The bass opera singer. The table of six vets asked me to sing something for them. I reluctantly agreed and chose your song, Bread and Bowl. Yeah, it's a song that was off the second Angry Folk collection. Oh, I don't know it. That's because you'd never buy my music. I I can't play it for you right now. I usually hear it. Uh, A vet from a few tables down yelled at me to sing louder, so I did. Sing louder! Before I knew the whole building of vets was listening intently. I was very nervous due to not having been in front of a crowd in five years. Uh, when I finished, the whole place erupted in applause, and my table had one vet wiping tears away. It made me tear up, too. Then I quietly went back to work with a very red face. Thank you for an amazing song. I suppose I owe you some sort of royalty, so nope. I'll subscribe to your Patreon as a compensation. Just put it at the end of the episode. Well, thank you. And I'll listen to the episode. Uh, you know what, though? I, as a singer... Um, I sing with Stu, I, and I still find it the most terrifying thing every day I get up there and do it. My voice is terrifying. Uh, well, no, not just <laughs> your voice, but but he, as an actor, if you fuck up, you can sort of noodle around until you figure out where you are again, and, and everything's fine. Notes are like math. And and, like and, and if you go up on words, I mean, unless you can come up with rhymes, you're fucked. Right? Because I've never gone up on my verse. No, none of us have ever gone up. And oh, I've never hit a bad note. No, no. It's, it is, you, you are up there in front of God and everyone, and they're all judging you. And yes, singing is very hard. So uh, I give you big kudos. And look, you made a bunch of vets cry, <laughs> dude. So you, I guess you didn't suck too much. So take that to heart and maybe go back to singing. Yeah. Here. here. Will it play? Maybe it'll play. Don't know this one? Never heard it? I've never played it nope, for you? Nope, never heard it. Oh. Uh-huh. I'll skip ahead. Lyrics. It, it. Oh, we shall toast to each companion. That's some not a bass. Some who fell. It's tenor. Curse the name of every foe or steel. Well, the, well, maybe. It's you doing your tenor. Maybe he did it in a different key. Oh, that could be. Right. <laughs> or an octave lower. Right. Uh, and it is, it's, it's, it's very reminiscent of, I have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. The, only the beginning part of it, though. Uh, nice to know you cited your sources. Yeah. And uh, I paid him royalties, too. <laughs> to Jesus or whoever, whoever it was that wrote that. <laughs> Gaming Horse, right? I think awesome. it might be back to you. And thank you, Chris, for... Oh, yeah. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Gaming horror story, story from, from Jeb. Jeb. Mm-hmm. Nay, postcards from the dungeon. I got to look it up really quick because I want to say what he's doing. Another show now, I think. Do you want me to start and you can uh, jump in when you're done? No. Yes. No, uh, whatever. Yeah, it'll just be a second. One second. Two, uh, one. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. P S. Is it P S F K? I'm waiting. Hello. We're Maybe waiting. that isn't. No. What is the name of this podcast? Kind of continuing talking about the the thing. It's actually very cool um, when someone wants to sing or sings and performs a song you've written. I just have to say that that's fucking cool. It's very exciting. 
Yay. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Stu's numb to it now. It's like, yeah, yeah, people perform my songs all the time. All the time. It's still exciting to me. Like, I haven't... Most of the songs are very niche, so it's not uh, something people are going to perform very often. You've written three or four songs. I've written, I've written more than that. I've written quite a few. But they're very, like... This is perfect for the Merry Wives of Windsor on the Rogues Reef stage. Yep. It's not like, hey, I could sing this at any folk festival. No, the right. song is talking about penises and drinking and penises. And to me, with the bass voice that I have, I cannot imagine getting up there with a guitar and singing at a folk festival. I'm like, I just, I mean, maybe I could do Johnny Cash. Right? And they might accept it, but for the most part, I'm cool. just not a folk singer. My voice just does not lend itself to that genre. I'm just sort of, I'm stuck doing chorus work. I love that, like, you've been in a folk band for over 22 years now. And you're like, I, I'm not a folk singer. And I've got, like, four solos. <laughs> and those are only in the songs that are, like, in a range that's comfortable for me. Because I know there's other people that can hit those notes better than I can. I hate those people. That's, I, well, that, but that's the that's problem with being just, an alto, too. Like, right? Nothing's written in your key. No. You're like, I have all but, like, the top. Three notes and, and that's And I'm low. comfortable enough to know my job, which is like... Be funny. Well, uh, no. As a bass, I'm just the rock that they all stand on. You just have to lay out that fog and everything builds up on it. But I, I'm like, unless the song is in a comfortable key for me, it's I just don't sound good doing it. It's just not my thing, man. Oh, maybe We've got oh, Johnny and Johnny and Bill and Matt and all these other people that can What's do that song What's the new guy's name? The the one with the super high range. I know he's stratospheric. Joey. Joey. Joey is that Joey? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a tenor who Fair hasn't ruined yet. Yeah, <laughs> not yet. Give the dust and dirt yet. some time. <clears throat> uh, it's called the Juice Cast, but I I, I don't see their web page anymore. Oh my! I wonder if it's defunct. They have a Facebook page, and there's a link that says the Juice Cast. Well, anyway, he's got an email. But it looks like it's gone. Anyway, so, sorry. So I was going to plug his podcast, be a nice guy, but you got to keep that. Well, show we up. can work it out. That'll be in the show notes, maybe. In maybe. my last missive, you may recall I told a gaming horror story about a nerdy bully who turned out to be myself. What? This time, I write you with a tale of anime, GMPCs, and horrible rules, but with a happy ending, I promise. Many years ago, I went to my <laughs> FLGS in search of a gaming group. This was in the days before the internet, and I was looking for a bulletin board. This is not a bulletin board system. Just no. a bulletin board. What? An actual board that people yes. put bulletins they put, on. They wrote things on paper and stuck it to them with sharp objects. Thumb pins. I'd say it's barbaric. It does, it isn't is. it? Goodness. There weren't even post-its and sticky notes. It was thumb no, pins. There were thumb not. pins. We barely had liquid People got paper. hurt. There was blood, Kimmy. Oh, God. <laughs> Where folks would post notices to find games or players. Not seeing one, I went to the counter and asked the clerk, who replied that they didn't have one because the last time they did, someone had advertised that they would buy used games and comics. And once they had enough... They had opened their own store. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy, dude! No that's, more bullet. No, doors. that's awesome. That's that's like he advertised that all the local gaming stores got them to donate to open his own store. Oh, slow clap! Oh my god! 
Well, I think you could keep the bulletin board up because no one's going to do that twice. <laughs> <laughs> the same the same pudgy guy walks in and sticks something on there again. As I marveled over this story, a voice oh, next so to awesome. A voice next to me said, "You looking for a game?" Oh god. I turned to see a burly dude with a long leather coat and a heavy metal t-shirt, long hair with a ponytail and a scruffy goatee standing next to me. His name was Stork. No. <laughs> no I was going to go with Casey, really. I was never a heavy metal. Uh, ponytail. Yeah. He did go bald early, didn't he? Yes. Uh, I admitted that I was, and he said his group had recently lost a player through murder, I assumed, and that I could join them. Well, I was desperate for a game, and despite his unlovely appearance. Unlovely. That mm -hmm. is a word. Yes. I like this. This man's a wordsmith, I can tell. He, he is, I think he's a writer. Uh, I figured I would try a session and see how it went. On game day, before I set out, I gave my wife the address and a phone number and a full description of the guy, <laughs> so if I never returned, the cops would have some place to start looking. Yes. Very good precautions. Very Again, slow clap. Very nice. Smart. Needle needless precautions, as it turned out, because the group was full of nice guys. And besides, I had far more to fear from the game itself. The game itself. It's like fear. We have nothing Badass. to fear. Yes. We have nothing to fear but the game itself. They were starting a new campaign based in the Robotech universe. Oh my god, Robotech. Remember Robotech? Well, no, the no. fucking anime cartoon in the, the 80s. I'm talking the, the game. I, I bought one of the books Palladium yeah. makes it. Yep. And it's just as fucked up as you can think it he, is. Uh, he goes Palladium. on to explain that. Don't no spoilers. What a fucking mess. I read this book. I'm like, oh my god! Stop. When are the fucking <sighs> read? I had seen Robotech <laughs> on a few on TV a few times long before Netflix or Crunchyroll. I've never even heard of Crunchyroll. What's that? Crunchyroll is like an anime thing. So I've seen Robotech on Crunchyroll. Um, they do a lot of anime. They actually sponsor a lot of cosplayers too. Oh, okay. Not me, but I guess I don't do any anime cosplays. So that's right. Um, but that's interesting. I didn't know there was like a system. That's interesting. It's, don't get started. Hold okay. on. An anime series about uh, daring, daring pilots. pilots flying Transformer-style motorcycle mecha into space to battle evil aliens. Now, I'm not a big anime fan, and I didn't know the game system, which was published by something called Palladium. Nice. <laughs> but remember, I was just trying it out, so I played along. The GM, Chris, was a huge fan of Robotech. And he chose to begin our campaign with the wedding of two major characters from the TV show. An event that I can only assume played a huge role in the series. But we weren't at the wedding. We were when the game started. Oh, no. As the first action of the game, we received our invitations, and I watched gobsmacked. <laughs> gobsmacked! He's as British. The other, no. As the other players described their characters going... To the shopping mall, browsing from store to store for wedding presents, then going to the food court, going to see a movie, etc. Stop shopping at my. Well, they know why points. they're doing this is they're trying to avoid in anything involving the rules in a uh -huh. playing game. <laughs> uh, they put more thought into the gifts than I would for real people. <laughs> Uh, 
That's sad, but you know what? That may actually be true for a you lot of us. Really, you have, just you have like just ta- d- detachment disorder. Yeah, right? it's role played fanfic. <laughs> like this is really. What you know, if if I cared more, I probably would have a response for that. <laughs> By the time we got to the actual wedding, I was ready for some real dramatics. But Chris lovingly described the bride's dress, <laughs> the ceremony, and the music in such detail that I realized he was actually referring to scenes in the TV show. In this game, it seemed, I was nothing but an extra in an animated cartoon, one so unimportant that I would have been painted as part of the background. (laughs) Oh my God, this is beautiful. The session lasted either eight hours or forever. (laughs) The clock said eight hours. From 2 to 10 p.m. on a Sunday, the drool pooled under my head from my slack jaw, as from my slack jaw told another story. At the end of it, I asked one of the other players if it was always like this, and he said no, that we would probably get to some combat next time, since this was the first session of the new campaign. I liked the other players. Even Jeff, the guy who invited me, turned out to be a very cool guy and not the blood, bloody-handed murderer I had feared. So I decided to return for the next game. Sure enough, the next game started with our giant spaceship under attack by the Zentrodi. Zentrodi. Zentrodi? No, sure. he says Zentrodi. It's got to be Trotty. Trot. No, there's no umlaut over the O. Tr- you trod. You're no. odd. Yeah, but it's a Japanese word. But an A isn't going to be an O in Japanese. Yeah, I think it's O. Or, or odd. Trotty. Ah. It's, it's an ah. It's a ah. It's an ah. Ah. And our characters scrambled to their mechs and zoomed off into space to meet them. And if I, and if I thought being a superfluous extra in a scene was boring, I was unprepared for the soul-crushing cr- drudgery that... The Palladium system could bring to combat. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, the soul-crushing drudgery that Palladium system could bring to combat. Stu, you've experienced this, I guess. No, I have not. I've only tried to read one of the books. <laughs> Over the next eight hours, he would learn. Over the next eight hours, he would learn. Oh, oh I would learn. <laughs> Chris handed out oh eight-hour combat. Chris handed out record sheets so we could record damage to our mechs, keep track of ammunition, and so forth. The mechs had. Mechs all had lasers. Lasers. Which did a little damage. Huge missiles, which did all the damage ever. And rocket pods that fired dozens of rockets doing damage somewhere in between. I don't know if it was Palladium's rules or Chris's house rules, but he insisted that we roll to hit for every single shot. Not a problem for a laser or a missile. But when you fire a dozen rockets or more, that means a dozen percentile dice rolls or more. And most of us had only one pair of percentile dice each. Multiple, multiply this by six guys around the table. Then realize that for every successful hit, the target got a dodge that w- turned out to be a higher than the chance to hit. Combat devolved into... Uh. The baton death march of die rolling. I hit, he dodges. I hit, he dodges. I hit, you got him. Damage rolled. It doesn't go through his armor. Sigh. I missed. A huge missile. The huge missiles did just that. Missed. Missed. Yeah. Soon we ran out of rockets too, so the rolls didn't take as long. 
since all we all we had left were lasers. Lasers. Laser beam. But even when we hit, we did minuscule amounts of damage. So the combat dragged on and on and on. We ran out of snacks. Our soda supply dried up. <laughs> we had to live. We had our will to live crumbled. Our desiccated skeletons were found around the table days later. Percentile dice clutched to our bony fists. The combat is only half over. <laughs> Sincerely, Jeb. Not Jib. Wow. That's amazing. I think I may have played this game, and I do remember it being a war of attrition. It was completely just that. And, I, you, and you would spend, you, you would get, you basically, combat happened in the first 10 minutes, and then you spent the rest of the game. I bought one of that. the Robotech RPG books by uh, Palladium. It was a small, like, digest-sized book. I think that might be the one we played in. It yep. was a nightmare clusterfuck <laughs> with regards to organization. Yeah. There was no organization to it whatsoever. It just jumped back and forth. It just, it, it's, yeah. like, it's like someone took a... It, it was like Hunter S. Thompson wrote it. <laughs> someone took a big fucking blast of cocaine... Got a big roll of paper, put it in the typewriter, and just fucking started typing, man. I'm going at this. I'm going to get this shit done. Woohoo! Look at me go. Look at me go, baby. Yeah! And that's it. Just like that. That's, that's what it fucking read like. That's what it read like. That's amazing. That's awesome. I wish, I wish the viewers at home could watch you yeah, being a frantic Hunter S. Thompson with the two fingers typing, too. It was awesome. Oh, man. P.S. I promised a happy ending. Toward the end of the session, the house lit on fire. No. Um, <laughs> toward the end of the session, I started talking about this great game system I had recently found. Turned out, one of the other players had a copy as well. And the next session, we started up a GURPS fantasy campaign. Nice. Yeah. So we're clapping. <clears throat> I GM that campaign for the same group off and on for the next 10 years. 10 years of GURPS, my friends. Eventually, I moved... But I still keep in touch with many of the players from that group. Also, I never played a Palladium game again. Moral, <laughs> if you find yourself in a bad game, just make sure it's a game that's bad and not players. Jeb, not Jib. That's yeah. a, actually a very prescient thing. <laughs> make sure it is. Because <laughs> there are a lot of bad games. Yeah. There are. So I have a completely unrelated thought if we're done with that. What's that? Yeah, go. Okay, so... Oh, thank you, Jeb, for the... Thanks. Yes. That was a great email. Amazing very well gaming nightmare. Super amazing. <laughs> Um, and thank you for like the anime and Crunchyroll reference. And what happened to Juice Cast? What the Juice Cast? That's his, that was his show. And oh it's, yeah. Because I find the Facebook page, but I go to the web page and it's gone. Maybe what? it died. Maybe what? maybe he let it go. Let it go. Can't sing any more of that because then we'll get on your point. Soon. Oh yes. The snow so goes wide on the mountains tonight. <laughs> Not a picture of something to be seen. Kimmy at a point. Stop. You need to stop. <laughs> it's fascinating to watch. <laughs> Come on, I got a, I got a ten-year-old daughter. I just like the operatic bass he's got going on now. No, he anyway, <laughs> anyway, so okay, <laughs> so people have been talking, and we've talked about it before. How even since we started attending game conventions, we've seen the number of women attending mm -hmm. like grow dramatically. Like yes. I remember the first gaming convention we, the first strategic con that we can we went to, there were not a lot of women. I felt like sort of, I, mean, I had all of you guys, so I wasn't like scared or isolated in any way. But it was like, oh. There are not a lot of women. And now there's a lot of them. Yes. And there's a lot more. Um, it never really occurred to me, but I cannot ever imagine, like, walking up to this thing called a bulletin board and, like, going to some random dude's house as a woman. Well, what most people <laughs> what most people would do, I mean, and, and this is what uh, Dave, they used to do when they were looking for a new player. 
mm-hmm. is they would go to Game Empire, put something up, mm-hmm. and they would meet whoever was going to be in the game uh-huh. at Game Empire and play there for one session. Interesting. That way the person doesn't know where they live. Right. In case it ends up being a weirdo. Right. But, I mean, that's probably a good idea to get, like, the that first initial... Yeah. But still, even as a woman, like, I can't imagine meeting a person once and then just going to their house. You know, statistically <laughs> speaking, the number one killer of women is men. Is, is GMs. Is men. <laughs> and, and, no, men, men kill more women than anything else. Right. And Actually, so going I, I disagree. Into, uh, I think old age probably kills women. I think going going to a house with a bunch of I think heart disease is taking men, over number one now. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, maybe this lion won't eat me this time. Yeah, it's, maybe. I, uh, sure, why not? I'll just show up with a bunch of strange men. I don't know. What could possibly go wrong? Well, sure. Yeah. But I just wonder how much like the uh, like more like the the multiplication like growing convention scene and also like internet gaming and things like <laughs> Facebook where you can kind of learn about people and talk right. to people and connect and network that way with people that you know are safe and with other people that can vouch for them and stuff right. has kind of increased the hobby. So the, I don't know. It's just it kind probably of a, has. I mean, yeah. When I used to go to game conventions back when I was, you know, in high school and, and early college, there was like maybe twenty women mm-hmm. at the whole con. Yeah, no, not very many. And most of them worked on the staff, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, uh, but very few. I mean, we had a, we we used to share a hotel room, and I think there were three girls that would stay in the hotel room with us. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. half of the women in the in the con. Yeah. We're in that room. Yeah. Um, and that, that was a rarity. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that, and they were, there, there were not a lot of them playing role-playing games. Really? They were playing other, they're, yeah, they're usually playing some kind of war game or something. Oh. Cause we used to go and play like, uh, um, diplomacy, yeah. diplomacy tournaments. And there was, I mean, all kinds of, all kinds of other games going on. Some of them role play, but some of them, a lot of times, there was like a floating poker game going around from room to room in the hotel too, and a lot of <laughs> a lot of times they were there for that. Oh, interesting. But um, yeah, there. I mean, I ran role playing games at that convention for probably four or five cons. Mm-hmm. Never once had a woman at my table. Not huh. once. Interesting. Well, we've talked about this when we first if started I did, this podcast. Would have been one of the ones I knew. We first mm-hmm. started this podcast. You know, Tappy was talking about. Oh yeah, a couple of girls. I mean, were like you. Had Girls, I think the playing your game. I think the big, res- the, the big influx of women into role playing really happened with White Wolf. I think that's, that's around possible. the time it probably started. I think with video games as well. I yes. think it made it more. Yeah, that was a gateway into that. But there's a whole generation now of women that are playing video games and owning them and stuff that are now maybe going into role playing games. Yeah, and we've been doing this for seven years, and I've seen more and more women showing up at cons. Yeah, I've seen more and more women accept- accepting role playing, and more and more men being accepting. It's like, oh yeah, it's just yeah. women. When we were playing back in the eighties, just 80s, women. They smell great. They, awesome. There were there were no women except for the, the girlfriends for the win. <laughs> It was, it, it, we've we've talked about that numerous times. Your point is not invalid. It really is. I've noticed more and more women showing up at cons. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if it's like this perfect storm of specifically MMOs. Because I know a lot of women who didn't necessarily play video games previously got really involved. Like but Ultima MMOs Online. MMOs scratch a certain itch. Right. Well, and Gaming-wise. Yeah, they yeah. were allowed to then be kind of anonymous. They were able to right. play these characters. They were able to do this. Um, in a way before and play and role play specifically. Right. 
in a way that wasn't really available to them before. Because even if you played video games, it wasn't quite the same as role playing. No. Um, so suddenly you had this access to these giant worlds with Ultima Online, and then after that EverQuest, and then eventually WoW, that brought a lot of women into gaming as far as um, uh, video games. That was in a very similar style to RPGs, and that happened about the same time with like the internet revolution, where it suddenly wasn't like yeah, come play games at my house. You can trust me because I have a poster on the bulletin board. That's, ex- that's exactly right. <laughs> well, with, the, I, with the advent of the internet. I'll, I'll tell you this. Most of the people who are putting up notices mm-hmm. on the bulletin board, yeah. their jaw would probably drop, drop to the floor if they opened the door and it was a woman who knocked on it. Right. And, uh, and that's my thing. With the advent of the internet, it's easier for women now to make contacts and feel safer. Like you say, it's like, oh, I'm going to take this article off this bulletin board of a complete total stranger. Right. Sure, what could possibly go wrong? I, I that's it's probably prob- a big you know barrier of entry. That's probably the the, the safest bulletin board <laughs> answer. <laughs> totally, and like statistically, I'm sure you're right. But like, just as, as a woman, to the models, no experience needed. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, and having like seen both, and like I, I'm a imposing female figure. Like I am not the 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 little you know, violet, right. you know, I'm like 5'8", I lift 315 pounds, like, I'm not one who's going to get pushed around, but even me, like, I would not, I would hesitate to just go to someone's house, even if I talked to them on the phone, right. or something like that, so, with the advent of the internet, and being able to look at someone's Facebook profile, and be like, oh, we have 10 friends in common, that's okay, or hey, he, they like a lot of interesting things, like... I don't know, it's just interesting, I wonder... Or you could go and say, what sort of things do they post? Right. And you can have, like, some... You can friend them on Facebook first and, like, have some interaction, some email interaction before you go over there. Anyway, it was just, like, an an interesting thing I hadn't... That hadn't occurred to me before. Right. Like, I thought about the video game thing, but I hadn't thought about the bulletin board thing. Which, I knew what bulletin boards were before. I'm an expert in bulletin boards because I've been in education for 10 years. A teacher, yeah. Oh, yeah, you would. (laughs) But I'm just saying that I played along. Like, I know it. Uh, You know what? That's probably (laughs) worth discussing in depth at some point, too, because it it can be a really intimidating barrier of entry. To be fair, Mm -hmm. I remember going, finding people's names on bulletin boards, going, do I really want to drive across town to some... That's how I started You show up at some dilapidated house, looks like the Adams Family House, like, oh, come on in. It's like, are your parents home? No. We're going to be in the basement. Okay, I need to go home. <laughs> I really, I yeah. Mm. Well, see, I wouldn't. That would never worry me at all. No. Ever. It's like, well, you can try to kill me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to succeed. But I, th- the thing is, my, my drive fr- to play video game or my drive to play RPGs is higher than my will to live. <laughs> When I when I was in college, that's how I started my first gaming group. Yeah, there was a I I, I had put up. I had a, a one. I think it was Aldrich. Oh yeah, I told Aldrich. I'm, I'm thinking about starting. I want to. I, I found this game called Gerps. Actually, he's the one that told me about it. I want to start this campaign. Was it Aldrich? I don't remember if it was him. Anyway, don't he, let the details get in the way of he, a good story. <laughs> somehow, I got introduced to this guy named Stevie. Mm-hmm. And he, Stevie was the little guy with a really high voice and the accent from New Joy, from New York. Sure, it wasn't Nick like this? No. <laughs> and 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 Stevie said, "I said I want to run a I want to run a GURPS game." He says, oh, "I've played GURPS a couple of times. I think it's a really good system." And I, and then he told me, he says, "I put up a bulletin board for a thing on the bulletin board in the student union for you, uh, with your phone number." I'm like, "Oh, great! All right." So I. Get home, and there's a call on the answering machine. Uh, so, now, know. for those of you that are really young, an answering machine... Actually, I don't even know if I had an answering machine. <laughs> it's like Rockford Files. 
at all. This I is Stu Venable. Please leave a message. I don't know Beep. if I, ha- I honestly don't know if I had an answering machine then. I think you just had to call over and over again back then. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I got a message from this guy Fred and this guy Brian and this guy Bill. And these three guys, I said, yeah, I'm going to run a game. I'm going to run it at my house in the backyard because i got a patio, uh, covered patio. And So Brian, Bill, Fred, and, and Stevie. Like Bill Bill? Bill Roper, yeah. Yeah. Came okay, over. You met Bill That's, Roper. I bet Bill Roper on a fucking bulletin board. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, oh and, and they've been notorious homosexuals ever since. That's I totally right. want to write like the notebook, but instead like <laughs> the bulletin board. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so adorable! Yeah, that's how he answered. He answered the, the bulletin board thing that Stevie put up. This is I how geeks used Stevie. to meet each other back before there were yeah, stalls where you could like it. you know put your like, foot underneath. Right back before up, there that's was. So cute. I went. I, I went from high school where I had my group of gaming friends <laughs> yeah. to college, and we all went to different colleges. Uh-huh. Really? No, I'm really crying. <laughs> it's so cute. And that and that's how I met a lot of those guys, and then we became a gaming group, and we were a gaming group for. Like eight years, or however long it took me to get out of college. And, and you and Bill are still gaming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. All right. Well, there it is. I, I don't we're think done. we can top that. That's well, look, a great way to Kimmy, end that. You thing. make Kimmy cry. That's, that's the perfect. That's she doesn't great. do that very often. They enjoy, I don't. I can pinch the back of your arm right here. It hurts a lot. That will make you cry. <laughs> yeah, I've got muscle there. It's fine. <laughs> no, no, this just the skin. You know what? This <laughs> is like. <laughs> She'll I'm do, telling you. You do that, she'll sock you. You go, you, you go dead, like this. Dead. And just roll. Roll. Fucking hurts like someone yeah. hit you with a match. Just remember that I have nails. <laughs> and, and so a, revenge and a punch, sucks. A punch in the mouth from Kimmy. <laughs> really educated. Stark nose. No. All right. <laughs> All right. Th- thank you for joining us for season 16 episode. Oh, wait. I should play the music first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for season 16, episode 20 of Happy Church Opportunity Podcast, our 300th episode! Woo! Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. My name is Stork. And we've all been here since the beginning. You weren't here at the beginning. I was almost. Shut up. <laughs> she was in the game. I was in, here. Yeah, I was like That's in true. episode 5 or something. And we'll leave it this song. <laughs> yeah. 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 Still and cold. Tonight we shall share our tales of deeds both brave and bold. We shall toast to each companion, some return and some who fell. And we'll curse the name of every foe our steel sent to hell. 
Break off a piece of bread, me boys, and fill the bowl with beer. This nine is meant to celebrate with each survivor here. The countenance of death we faced and did not blink nor pause. A toast to you, me brothers dear, and to our noble cause. We remember each among us who do not join us here. Our companions and our brothers and our friends that we hold dear. They fell to sword and talon, whilst bravely at our side. Enjoy your final journey now on Charon's watery ride. Break off a piece of bread, me boys, and fill the bowl with beer. This night is meant to celebrate with each survivor here. The countenance of death we faced and did not blink nor pause. A toast to you, me brothers dear, and to our noble cause. Shall we find riches or death? In places foul and arcane We'll be rich or draw our last breath But we'll go there all the same For tomorrow we cannot know what dangers we will face So tonight we will drink and revel with each soul in this place On the morrow we shall rise again for adventure bold and new and pray that one us shall return to toast our souls anew. Break off a piece of bread, me boys, and fill the bowl with beer. This night is meant to celebrate with each survivor here. The countenance of death we faced and did not blink nor pause. A toast to you, me brothers dear, and to our noble cause. A toast to you, me brothers dear, and to our noble